Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. You're constantly doing awesome, awesome pieces on everybody. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the episode, checking out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with uh, well, all the interviews that I put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep you up to date on your favorite artists, discover some new ones, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, it's Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, WFPK.org, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Debbie Gibson. We are once again catching up. It's like the second time in a year. She's back, but this time with her very first holiday album called Winterlicious. Uh, we're going to be discussing her big second act, writing original holiday songs, and her latest collaboration with uh, New Kids on the Block's Joey McIntyre, who, of course, we also had on the uh, series not too long ago. Uh, Debbie's going to tell us about pinning a tribute to her mom, uh, being part of 1992's A Very Special Christmas too, and recently starring with Anthony Michael Hall in the film The Class, which is an updated homage to The Breakfast Club. You're going to get all that and a whole lot more fun. We're talking Winterlicious. It's Kyle Meredith with Debbie Gibson. Hi. Well, I just want to wait. I want to turn to you in three interviews a week. That's a lot of research. It's a lot of research. Sure. That's uh, I, you know, I've got a family who loves me (laughs) (laughs) and they're very understanding of my obsession. So uh, thank you for taking part in this obsession as well. Oh my gosh. My pleasure. (laughs) Well, let's see. Like before we officially started like twice in one year, which is, you know, Amazing. Nice to see you again. Yeah, it's it, seriously because, uh, you know, we, we talked last time, The Body Remembers, your, your, your comeback album, as it was uh, as it was called. And that's it. Like 20 years go by and, and more or less because there are some releases in there, but more or less 20 years go by with a proper album. And now you've got two right off the bat. Like what's going on over there? I know it's really crazy. Like, you know, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of little chapters. I mean, not little. They're like profound chapters for me, you know, Broadway and and different indie albums and different like films that I've done and all that stuff. But this is really like 
that second act, I think that a lot of people dream of, you know, like it really feels like the momentum's going, the creative juices are flowing. I was just writing a new song while I was getting dolled up to see you today. Um, it, I'm in a flow. And so like the fact that I haven't done a holiday record till now is kind of astounding because usually there's pressure from the major labels. Like by the time you have your second hit pop album, they're like, quick, turn out the holiday album because they know, like let's capitalize, right? But it just never felt like the right timing. And this is just, yeah, a moment for me in my really, like, yes, in my career, but in my personal life, it just feels like a moment that I'm embracing, that the ideas are flowing uh, and that I have things to say. You know? And so there's nothing worse than like, you know, releasing things when you don't have something to say because it ends up being like, I've done that. And I've put out music that my God love my diehard Diamond Deb heads. They've embraced everything I've done. And I've done albums where I can look back and go, oh, I like a few songs on that album or whatever. But it it wasn't as profound as this chapter for me, just life-wise. So super exciting. Well, congratulations on the success of these two records, because I know they've both, uh, they've both charted. You've hit the charts once again. I mean, people are still listening. And, and, and the fact that you do have the things to say. That, you know, is evident on here because I should point out, you know, with a lot of holiday records, you know, a lot of people doing the standards and you've got some some covers on here. But but this is like as much as an originals record as it is, you know, the, the traditional like when you went into it, what did you have in mind uh, when you, you went? So now it's time to make the holiday record. What What did you want this record to be? Well, you know, I organically started writing some new music a few years ago during the pandemic when I like everybody else even though I've been on the Hallmark channel I'm obsessed with Hallmark Christmas towns and Christmas movies and they start that started inspiring me to write some originals and um you know I do look at a lot of artists especially the females Katy Perry Sia Kelly Clarkson like a lot of these artists have of course, Mariah. I mean, she's now, now her, her new material has been around for so long. It's already classic. It's already like the gold standard or the platinum standard, as you will. But, um, you know, so I took a lot of inspiration from those artists to say, you know, I, want, I definitely want to create my own new classics if possible. But you can't do that when you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write a new classic. You just kind of have to like, I think, put that out in the universe and then wait for those ideas to kind of drop in. Uh, one very exciting thing was um, creating an original Hanukkah song because I grew up in New York and the Jewish community was very strong. And right here where I live in Vegas, I actually tried to gift a family my album the other day and they said, we can't take gifts today. It's, you know, shops. And so I, um, I said, okay, I'll get your address and drop it by. So I have that on my list to do today. But um, I did want to create a, uh, I, I wanted to hopefully fill uh, like kind of a void for that there's there's not, there's some good Hanukkah music, not a lot. Um, and a friend of mine, Sylvia McCullough, uh, wrote a song called I Wish Every Day Was Christmas. And I heard it and I went, oh my God, that's a classic like that. I, I feel like I wish I would have written that. So can I please have it? And she said, yes, please take it. <laughs> Uh, so that's super fun collaborating with a friend and uh, recording something original that I didn't write. And then, of course, I collaborated again with my pop soulmate, Joey McIntyre, on Heartbreak Holiday. And that was fun how that came about because we were on a call like 
we'll get together and have a friend call and creative call every now and again and brainstorm like, you know, maybe things, projects we want to do together or whatever. And he had at one point, like, he didn't really spark to the idea of doing anything holiday related, but I was like, let me just throw it out there again. Like the little voice in my head, kazoo on my shoulder went, throw it out, throw it out there again. <laughs> so I said, Joe, do you want to, like, I'm kind of getting ready to wrap up this holiday record. Do you want to do anything with me on it? And he went, you know, I started, you know, toying around with this little melody and he started kind of singing this melody. And I go, that kind of goes with something that I've been toying with. And I sang him my thing. And I said, I had this uh, holiday heartbreak idea and then it turned into heartbreak holiday. And I love it. I can't wait to, at some point, we, we have to find the right time to do a music video for it where we're both free and it's snowing and we can both be in New York, which is a whole <laughs> lot of, because I want that like, you know, serendipity, like the you know, cinematic, will they or won't they both show up at the tree at the same time, kind of a, you know, mini movie. But yeah, and my dad's on this record too, doing White Christmas. But yeah, so the long-winded answer that I just gave you might have kind of answered your question. When I set out to make this record, I I wanted to represent all the influences that I had in my love of holiday music over the years. Everything from Nat King Cole, um, you know, to the Ronettes, all the way up through Sia and and super modern music, which I also love, Pentatonics. God Rest Each Merry Gentlemen was kind of me being my own little Pentatonics backup choir, arranger, vocal arranger. So, I mean, I'm just very influenced by everything. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to represent that. There's like the kind of Latin samba, uh, uh, Jingle Bell Rock, the Christmas song medley, um, which is, again, I love Latin music. I love live horns. It's got a little buble in there, you know, so... I just wanted all my favorite elements to be on one record and in one place. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray 
that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Debbie Gibson. The God rest you, married gentlemen, by the way. Um, I have so many other questions about so many other things that you said. I, I feel a little silly pinpointing this one, but it has the most unintentionally funny moment of the record, I think, because I don't know if you're like me, but you know, there are some holiday songs, Christmas songs that you've heard all of your life, but never paid attention to the words. And that was one of those for me. And so when you get to this line about Satan, Satan's power in this pop song and you're still making it a very poppy <laughs> song. I'm like, wow, this is a really weird juxtaposition that I don't think I've ever realized. I know. You know what's so funny about that song? Like I did look up the lyric interpretations in like several places and you have to, I find with songs like that, that are so traditional and so steeped in that like they're ingrained and like you said we don't even pay attention to the lyrics we're just singing them like I remember singing in church like you're just reading that hymnal and you're not singing and you kind of just have to like find a way to make it your own and make it work like I know but I but I agree it is a little jarring right <laughs> Satan's power at night but again it's like you know go toward lean into joy stay away from evil like that's my you know uh layman's interpretation but it also feels very like trans-siberian orchestra like that kind of traditional and and a, a gal named lydia anzel who's here um in las vegas she's a local uh vegas musician she played a fierce electric violin fierce i'm bringing the word fierce back yes i did it um but it is fierce as in like ferocious it was so amazing what she did with that some of these originals and uh you know we, we've talked about the, the duet you do with joey but heartbreak holiday and that title i started thinking about that because when you're writing a christmas song hanukkah song anything about this season right here like what are the what are the rules do, do you have that in mind because it, it seems to me you can almost split every holiday tune into two camps it's either about joy or about loneliness and if you got one of those two, you're making a holiday track right there. Like when you're writing these, is that part of it? Like how, how do you write a holiday song? I mean, it's a good question. I just think it's so ingrained in my DNA. Like, so again, I, I always just kind of write what I feel or what I want to hear as a listener. And I don't think there's been like a last Christmas since last Christmas, um, meaning since not this past Christmas, but when last Christmas came out. I did feel like I wanted to, and I'm never going to be that person that says like, our song's as good as Wham's Last Christmas. Like that's a classic. It's in a bubble. It's in a time capsule. It came first. It's, 
but I draw on inspiration from certain songs and I try to, in our own bubble, make sure the caliber is everything it can be. And I do feel like we really tapped into that loneliness. And yes, to answer your question, um, I mean, I don't think there are rules, but I do think there are lanes. You know, there are, there is definitely the loneliness and heartbreak lane. Cause look, I just called my sister um, because I, 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 we, my family's about to go into our first holiday without my mom and not to bring the mood down, but that's a reality for so many people, whether it's a parent or whatever, a loved one and, or people go through breakups right before the holidays where they're going into a first holiday without a partner that they've had for many years. So, um, you know, it is something to tap into, uh, that, you know, it, the holidays bring up those memories. I called my sister and I said, I'm doing interviews and I just want to cry because, and she, I said, I, I think I just feel holiday season coming. And she, and she was so, she made me laugh. I posted this picture on Instagram. Just, it's just really a picture of me like smiling, but I captured the moment where she was saying, oh God, oh God, you're right. Oh oh God. Oh, like, why'd you remind me of that, sis? Like, oh, this is going to be brutal. And we were able to have a laugh about it. And that was so cathartic. We were like, oh, shoot, darn it. Like, can we just forward to, well, January is when she passed. So can we forward to like February and just resume? Um, and so, you know, that song is for people dealing with that, with that loneliness. Um, you know, and to go back to illuminate, like illuminates rooted in something deep and spiritual and uh, not just, you know, sleigh bells. But then I wanted the, hey, here are the sleigh, here's kitschy jingle those bells, sleigh bells. You know, I, I've taped a couple of TV appearances for that, you know, and we've got dancing Christmas trees and all the things that like, I love about a good theme park show, you know? And so um, I just, I just think, again, for me, I wanted, I've always been like the artist that wants you to have like the one-stop shopping experience with an album where you could tell it's me, it's cohesive because of my sense of melody and my voice. But in terms of, in terms of style and production, and even more so than the body remembers, because when you are, when you're doing a pop album, there are, I feel like there are more rules in modern pop, like just certain, there are certain plugins or certain compressors or certain sonic things like ways that you're going to connect with a modern audience. Whereas um, the holiday lane, like in terms of production and style, it's wide open. You can like do a quirkier mix. You can do a 36 piece orchestra and then heartbreak holiday, which is produced by a 21 year old, you know, and you can, and it all, it all goes to, it all, it's all accepted, you know? So I did love that about making this album. It kind of felt like anything goes. Well, it all does make sense, uh, especially. And, and and just quickly, you know, I don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to go, but but both your parents are represented here. You know, talk about the loss of your mom. I'm so sorry to hear about that. But, you know, hearing the song Cheers at the end of it and then right before it, as you mentioned earlier, you do a duet with your dad on, on White Christmas. Um, I mean, I, I think I'm asking the obvious thing here, but having the album kind of wrap up in that way, you know, I, I'd love to hear, especially about writing Cheers and how that comes to represent. Yes. So... I was puttering around my house in December and I kept hearing da 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 
And it literally is like, as a songwriter, and a lot of songwriters will say this, it's like tuning into a radio frequency. I'm hearing it like you're hearing it come out off the album. I'm like, God, what is that? God, what is that? Like, is that mine? Is that melody like choosing me? That's insane. And I just kind of kept it with me. And then uh, New Year's Eve, which was, I hadn't seen my mom for a few years because of the pandemic, like I was sick and she was sick and then no one was traveling and then, and then, and then, and then all the things. And, um, and so finally my sisters and I all got to spend Christmas with her last year. Thank God. And New Year's Eve, I'm not a big go out on New Year's Eve person. I was like pulled up with my three dachshunds in the house and I FaceTimed my mom. I ordered in a pizza and we're Italian. So it was very fitting. And I was sharing the pizza essentially on the phone and FaceTime with my mom. And she always had a way of inspiring music in me. Like she's not a songwriter herself, but I don't know what it is. It's like our joint mission on this earth was this music. And I hung up the phone and I sat and like cheers just poured out. And fun fact, not fun like haha, but my mom was obviously still alive at that point. And I had a Betty and Bob tribute with eventually it turned into a Betty White and Bob Saget like reference. And then when my mom passed, she upstaged everybody. Um, I jokingly said, she said, oh my God, there's all this talent up there. They need a manager. I better get going. Um, but yeah, I said that at her, at her service. She definitely would have appreciated that. But um, the song really like, it's not about her, but it's, it, it is in tribute to her because I did write it um, right, went, right upon hanging up with that. The last New Year's Eve I would, would spend with her. Um, and it really is about moments. I keep saying like this year for me in my career has been about creating moments and sharing moments. You know, it's like the out of the blue 35th anniversary. I could have just done a post and let it go by, but I had to cart my cookies across the country to New York and do an event around it. And it wasn't really just like a show. It was an event. It was like, I want to share the music. I want to share the memories. I want to commune with people. I wanted to, it was at 54 below, which is a super intimate setting. I made video montages of that time of footage people had never seen. And we actually recorded some of the shows. So hopefully we'll release it in some format at some point, but it's really about the people you have these experiences with and the moments. And, and I talk about, you know, here's to the music that keeps us together. I talk about each barista, artista, and each stage door Johnny. I had a lovely exchange with the guy who delivered this to me from Postmates this morning at my door. I remember those people. Those people leave, leave an imprint on me. Everybody who's ever waited at a stage door who I've said hi to is, it's a part of, they're a part of me now. Every fellow artist, every, and so it's really a song about raising a glass to the simple things in life that are the most profound. And in the bridge, I say, here's to nothing better walking through that door. It's like, let's just be happy now. One thing that drives me crazy, and I know people mean well, is when I'm celebrating something and people are wanting something better for me, like, oh my God, I'm on Fallon. Oh my God, I can't wait till you perform your own the whole song on Fallon. I'm like, okay, listen, if you only knew in this industry, 
to be where I am and to just be cracking the doors open again in any way, how profound that is. And forget all that. It's fun. I had so much fun. I would choose sitting in with the band, sitting in with the roots. Come on. I mean, Amir's my buddy. Those guys are legendary. So like, I know people mean well, but I always am like, let's just celebrate the here and now. What if nothing, it doesn't mean you shouldn't want things or strive for things. But I think when you can be happy without those things, then those things are icing on the cake. And then they, I find they come easier because you're not like hanging your hopes on the next, the next. Oh, let's see what's coming through that door. Well, I might miss my dog doing something funny in my house. Like it, it, it's, it's so I've just, I don't know. I'm in a place in my life where the simple things mean the most as cliche as that sounds, but that's really what that song's about. It's about raising a glass to those people and those moments. And we'll be right back right after this. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Debbie Gibson. It really is a, a great way to end the album. I mean, all the most perfect holiday albums. You got your New Year's song in there, at least somewhere. So, you know, the, the fact that uh, had the foresight. And, and and I'll say in, in the way it ties back, I mean, in a long form, um, which one? Uh, Sleigh Ride. I mean, that goes all the way back to a very special Christmas, too. I mean, and I love yep. that whole series. That specific one, I think, turns 30 this year this uh yes i know which is so um uh so profound i'm having flashes of like tevin campbell's on that record and like i like i can picture the cover i remember when it came out and i thought wouldn't it be cool if they if they let me put it on i mean it's you know the only slap and slash biggest christmas song i've ever done and uh you know i said hey i'd love to obviously continue contributing the proceeds to special olympics which has always been near and dear to my heart. And uh, Bobby Shriver was like, yes, please. And here, you know, gave me his blessing and just remastered it. So it kind of fit the the sound of everything else, but it's the original. And I always remember recording it. Like it was such a chaotic time in my life and my career. And I literally got off a plane in LA from New York and there was a studio full of musicians waiting, including Darlene Love and Jimmy I have been producing. <laughs> And like they were filming a special simultaneously. It was all this, but you could hear that energy on that vocal. And Jimmy was like, great job. You know, we tweaked a little, the the, the vocal, whatever. And then he goes, okay, now double it. And Bobby Shriver, when I spoke to him recently, said, oh my God, I could not believe like you did that vocal and it was amazing. He goes, and then he goes, double it. But my superpower is not singing. There's a million queens that sing better than me. I can double and harmonize like nobody's business. It's like, I can emulate what I did on the previous take. So I love it. I love doing the double. And again, I had that like Ronnie Spector, kind of that Phil Spector sound of the d- double vocal for the holidays. So um, if only I had a twin to tour with me and then, you know, every song could have a double vocal. 
But yeah, that's such a great memory. And I'm so glad that I got to include it on this. It really is. Uh, and again, I mean, that's one of our standards around here, that uh, that album. And uh, and now we have Winterlicious as well Yay! <laughs> to go along Thank with that. Um, I'll, I'll quickly wrap up here. I'm sure you got it somewhere else to go. Um, uh, just mentioning that you're also in the movie The Class. I just I, I'm excited to see yeah. that with uh, Anthony Michael Hall, sort of a remake or or tribute to The Breakfast Club in a way. I mean, that's that had to be it's fun. A, yeah, it's a bit of a modern homage. Um, Anthony Michael Hall is amazing. He's an icon, obviously, but he's somebody else, too. He's, he's been working, you know, for years um, and never stops. And the young talent, Charlie Gillespie, Lyric Ross, Hannah Keppel. There, there's also some great un, unknown new talent in it. And um, I play the drama teacher who's trying to help these kids graduate, but I, I, I have unconventional teaching methods and like I want to kind of use art as therapy to help them through their life issues which this movie doesn't shy away from because the issues kids are dealing with now are grittier than what we were dealing with growing up. And, um, you know, Nicholas Solosi, who wrote, directed, produced the movie, he, again, he, he did the movie. I, he, it's so hard to like write something top to bottom, let alone get it made, let alone get it made the way you want to get it made. And he did all of those things. So it was very cool to be a part of somebody's artistic vision in that way well it's it's certainly cool you know seeing uh the gen x moments you know in charge of now the uh the gen z moments and this cross-cultural generational thing that's a uh, that's a lot of fun i always love that because i i i always say like i love working with seasoned professionals of my generation but i love 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 three loves working with younger people it keeps you on your toes it keeps you living in a modern world it keeps you from thinking everything great was done yesterday. You can pull from yesterday, but I want to keep moving forward and always relate to that to that new generation and and learn what I can learn. So they kept me on the on my toes for sure. I had a great time. <laughs> well, Debbie, congratulations again, Winterlicious, and the body remembers again. I mean, that's still getting play around here. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, to everything that you always do. So thanks for taking the time as always. Thank you, as always, for your thorough and thoughtful chat. My thanks to Debbie Gibson. Uh, you can find our earlier interview uh, not too far back in this series as we talked about her uh, her latest record, her comeback record called The Body Remembers. That's uh, just search for uh, Kyle Meredith with Debbie Gibson. Thanks to you for, again, checking out the episode. Uh, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the whole series. New interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots. Uh, that's uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. Deb, come up for air. Come up for air. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with Consequence, where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson, host of our new Consequence Podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal is to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle.